The Detroit Symphony Orchestra honors composer Robert Harris at the 41st Annual Classical Roots Celebration today and tomorrow at Orchestra Hall with a Detroit Symphony Orchestra premiere performance of a work by Dr. Harris, His Gloria. And he's with me right now in the studio. Welcome back to Detroit. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be back in the city. It is your hometown, isn't it? Born and bred, educated, everything. Everything started in Detroit. Detroit Public Schools, Wayne State University for both an undergraduate and master's degree before moving on. I always want to ask composers, musicians, their early formation. Did you come from a family of musicians or people interested in music? Not really, but my father was a chorister. And he was he was a very very um, he was very, sang in church choirs all the time, and I think when I when I think back on it, I think I was impressed first of all by the fact that he prepared well for singing in the choir. If he were going to be doing a solo or something, he would really practice it. And then I was also very impressed, and I think very motivated by the man who was the director of the choir at the church that my father sang. He's, um, he conducted the choir with a baton. His name was Charles Spates. And I remember one time asking him, what is that stick you're using? He said, that's my baton, Bobby. And I said, well, what's it for? And he told me. And he explained it to me. And I said, Mr. Spates, can I have it? And he says, no, but when I buy a new one, I'll give you the old one. My goodness. And he did. What an inspiration. Yeah. The teachers that we've had, many of us learning music, in our religious institution, and the great, the great music department that the Detroit Public Schools had, the head of the choral department, Brazil Denard, Larry Teal, the choral conductor at my high school, Kenneth Jewell. Mm-hmm. So we were so fortunate. It's so important for public schools to remember what a difference they can make in the world of the arts by having an arts program. Let let me just say this. Detroit at that time had probably the foremost music education system in the state, in the country. It was called the Detroit Plan. And it was amazingly organized um, in that all the schools, every school in the city had music specialists. In my school, which was Sherrill Elementary, we had a vocal music teacher, we had an instrumental wind teacher and an instrumental string teacher. And that was throughout the system. And of course, by having those kinds of opportunities, it, pro- it really prepared you for when you went to high school. In high school, you had wonderful teachers. I mean, this, the city just had an amazing music program. And it, this is why I think so many phenomenally gifted musicians came out of Detroit. I want to ask you about the fact that you've received over 40 commissions for new works, especially those in the choral genre. When you're given a commission, do they give you specific requirements of what they're looking for, or do they just say, have at it? In a way, you kind of, you kind of discuss it. Um, the piece that's going to be performed now, this, this, at this concert, the Gloria, was commissioned by the Westminster Church in Dayton, Ohio, which I came to understand was where the Westminster Choir College began before That's it moved. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yes. And so when, I, when the gentleman called me on the phone, I had never spoken with him before. He told me that they had performed several of my pieces and were interested 
to know if I would want to do a commission piece. And I said, sure. And I said, what would you want? He said, well, let's, what, what do you want? I said, well, I've always wanted to do a Gloria for chorus and orchestra. May I do that? He says, yes, but one stipulation, no solos. Mm. Well, I didn't follow his, <laughs> what he told me to do, because I just could hear a soprano in that piece. And um, so that piece was um, commissioned by, by the Westminster Church in, in Dayton, and it had its premier performance there. And it's, it's, it's been performed in New York. It's been performed in different parts of the country. And I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's been, it's been very interesting to watch someone else prepare it, watching Maestro, what his take is on it. Because the majority of the time that it's been performed, I've conducted it. And this preparation, I believe, by Dr. Nora Duncan from Wayne State yeah, University. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be uh, two performances, uh, both today and for Saturday night. What's been the most challenging commission you've received in your career? That's probably been it because it's, it was it was such a, a an extensive piece. It was a, it's a thirty minute piece. So and and trying to write a piece that's going to be cohesive, um, going to be singable thinking about the orchestration and everything, because the majority of the pieces I've written that were commissioned were, were on a lesser scale than that piece. How wonderful that you've come full circle back here to Detroit, and now you're being honored during this 41st annual Classical Roots celebration, being honored as a recipient this year of the award from the Detroit Symphony. I was thinking about that when I was just thinking about, I mean, I was just thinking about that. And the, what came to my mind was, this is classical roots, is what the country is called. And I'm thinking, I'm a classical musician who had his roots in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, and just, I just thought about how that kind of worked together, you know, that um, I, I can't even, I can't say too much about what the school system meant and, and how it was so instrumental in preparing and, in, and inspiring me and, and countless others, you know, that, that we could mention. I mean... Some of the names we have already mentioned, but who came through the system. And then having a chance to teach in the system as well before going on to teaching at Wayne University, Michigan State, and then Northwestern. You studied with H. Owen Reed. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And uh, there's an interesting connection on this concert because also uh, Adolphus Hailstar. He did. We were colleagues. We were students at the same time. Uh Right. Adolphus is an amazing composer. Yes. An amazing composer. And it's so yeah. wonderful that you're sharing yeah. the program yes. uh, today, mm-hmm. along with uh, the music of, of William Grant still. Do you have any advice, Dr. Harris, for young composers? I mean, it's it's a difficult path to follow to write music and and to have that solitary world of composition and then hope that your works, if they're not commissioned, that they will be performed. The main thing is to listen to a lot of music. The other thing is to try to get a strong foundation in your technique, that you know how to write and you know how to orchestrate. You know, if, if you're writing for choral music, that you have some understanding about voices and what they can do. But the main thing to do is to be, to be theoretically solid. That I mean, I think that's one of the most important things that one can do. Um, participating in music, performing great works teach you a lot. I mean, I always tell people my greatest teacher was Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm. I mean, I learned so much from, you know, when, when we were students at, at, at Wayne, um, we, we actually studied the 371 chorales of Bach. Yeah. And I mean, if you go through that much music, you have to be in completely, completely inspired by it. 
But um, I think studying, performing, listening are, are important things. Sing, play, whatever. Every opportunity you have to make music, make it. Well, we're so grateful that you're here. We're grateful for your many years of teaching and music making and and congratulations, Dr. Robert Harris, for being honored, and thanks for talking with us. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you.